Welcome to Nothing Is Obese South Texas Golf Podcast. Uh, I have one of my good buddies on right here. I have Richie Rubio. Now, Richie's going to talk just a little bit about uh, his experience, his time where he did a nice little sweet ass gig in the Keys, all right, at Ocean Reef Golf Club. Now, also, he's going to talk just a little bit about some of the good things he's had and some of the tough times he's had going on as well. But before we get into our story with Richie, I got a word from my sponsor. And uh, yeah, Duval Street. Duval Street's the place to go. It's, uh, it's a pretty good time down there. So I think the, I think there's one bar that doesn't shut down at all. And then most of the bars down there, you know, they shut down around three or four o'clock in the morning. So you can, uh, you can go out and have a good time. So they serve until then? Yeah. Yeah, oh, a lot damn. of the bars. Yeah, a lot of the bars are still open and um, you know, Duval Street's just kind of like a special place. It's kind of like Sixth Street, you know, kind of, you know, have fun, hang out, have some drinks, walk around. You've got different bars to go down there. Um, a lot of cigar shops. Hang out. Cuba's actually not too far from Key West. I think it's about 85 or 90 miles. So, um, you know, everyone's having a good time drinking down there. You know, the, the weird thing about the Keys, though, is since, um, you know, they have a lot of coral reefs that are around um, the islands and stuff, there's not many beaches, you know, so you can't necessarily maybe go out and lay on the beach. Um, but also, too, you, you, there's not really a bunch of areas where you can, like, walk into the water and, and, and those kinds of things. So, you know, a lot of people have boats and, um, you know, go out into the water and just have a good time. So the weather down there is perfect. It was 75, 80 degrees, a little bit of humidity, but, um, you know, everyone, everyone was having a great time down there. So living the Island style life for sure. Now looking at that course, man, like that was amazing. I mean, the pictures you were sending me, I was just like, man, like, I was like, are, are these like really coming out of your camera? You know, are these like, yeah. you know, are these, are these are just like, is this clip art from the internet that you're just taking and getting, <laughs> you know, it's like, it was just, it looks immaculate. So how did the course play? The course was great. So, um, so there at the club, when you join, you've got two golf courses that are available. You have the dolphin course, um, which is probably the golf course that's played the most. Um, and then you also have, you also have the hammock course. Um, and that the hammock course is probably the shorter course of the two. It's a little bit more challenging. It's not as open as the dolphin course. Um, the dolphin course itself a little bit longer. It's got, um, you know, more water that's involved, but both golf courses are great. And they also have another club that's there and it's called card sound. And so that's a separate club within Ocean Reef Club. So you have to be invited by, um, you know, the board to, to join as a member there. But there's three 18-hole golf courses there. So all of them are in great shape. Um, the, the superintendents both there, they do a wonderful job. They've been there for quite a few years. And, um, you know, they got the science down and, and, and they know what, what, what to do. So they're doing a great job. So what? So what type of grass do they have out there? Is it Bermuda or what, what type of grass is on the greens? Um, so they've got Bermuda grass that's out there. Um, the, the, the style of grass for the greens is it's not coming to mind right now. I want to say champions or um, Tiff Eagle, but um, 
those could be wrong, but I know that they've got Bermuda grass. It's just a, a, a warm climate down there. So during the summertime, um, you know, they need something that's going to be able to withstand the heat. So they have Bermuda grass pretty much all over the golf course. And I'm pretty sure the greens are Bermuda grass as well. Just not exactly sure on the type. Now, what were some of the duties that you had while you were there? Because uh, I, I know a lot of times, you know, being at being at a San Antonio Country Club, I know you do a lot of the youth programs and the junior golf. So what were some yeah. of the duties that you had to do when you were on your little stint there? Yeah, so over at Ocean Reef Club, for me, it was, you know, a, a chance to get to a new facility, but also a chance to maybe work my way up. And so the way that they have it set up is, every everyone that's on staff is either a pga golf professional or they are in the program to become a pga golf professional and so it was pretty neat even the guys that are working outside and that's where i was i was working outside we were pulling carts cleaning clubs taking care of the driving range and um you know you go you put in couple years you do a great job you get to connect with the members um and then as things open up then you're able to to progress um there at the club and move your way up into the golf shop and you know hopefully a first assistant and then a head golf professional so um you know they do a great job of getting talent from all over the country i mean we had guys that were from north carolina new jersey um new york so we had guys that were coming from all along the east coast and um you know they were coming down for a season so it was it, it was a pretty cool experience just to be surrounded by so many golf professionals or guys that you know are working at some great clubs all over america now as as that time uh did it help make you a better golf professional as you're coming back now to san antonio country club yeah, for sure. You know, outside of just being able to connect with the members and, and kind of build your network frame, it was a chance for me to definitely sit back and listen to the instructors. They had a director of instruction. His name is Derek Swoboda. Um, he was actually a recent um, Florida teacher of the year. Um, so he's a great instructor. He's been there for the last few years. Um, you had a, a lady by um, Stephanie Shaw. And then you had another gentleman that was teaching um, there at the club. So you had all kinds of people to be able to sit back, watch their lessons, listen to see how they did, um, you know, clinics and, and, and things like that. So that was really where I was able to improve, you know, as a professional and get to bring back some of that teaching, um, you know, some of the methods that they use or even some of the ways that they explain things. You know, I think that's something that us as professionals, it, it takes maybe a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of, um, you know, effort to kind of learn how to relay information to people. So, um, you know, having the chance to be able to shadow those those instructors were were, were amazing. Now, I didn't even know that you were in the in the program or in the process of becoming a PGA professional, you know, I knew you were a golf yeah. professional, duh, obviously. And, uh, right <laughs> here, right here. Let's see. Let's see if we can pull it up right here. Oh, stop cam right there. I got an awesome picture right here of Richie, uh, with his, uh, PGA uh, certificate right there. Now tell me, what did that mean to you getting that certificate right there? 
Matt Platt? You know, for me, it was, you know, really a dream come true. Um, you know, growing up as a kid, I always wanted to be a professional golfer. I wanted to be that guy that was on TV and, you know, getting the, the green jacket or hoisting up, you know, PGA championship. And, um, you know, I did that and I tried as best as I could. And as I was kind of going through um, you know, my life, I wanted to get involved into the golf business and, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a very neat experience and I've had a, a chance to really connect with people from all over the country and, you know, junior golf for me is, is real big passion of mine. And so, you know, to be able to, you know, finally have that certification and to be able to put PGA behind my name. It's a uh, it's a great blessing, and and um you know I'm excited to see what the future has in store. Well, like I was telling you off air, you got to get some new business cards now, or I don't know if you have new business cards already that that has that those three little letters behind your name or in front of your name, or I don't know how it goes. Yeah, no, for sure, that was definitely one of the first things that I did. I was ready to uh, <laughs> be able to get my business card and frame it and. Uh, you know, get it, you know, hung up and I was excited to order my plaque. So, um, yeah, no, definitely got that all taken care of, ordered a, a new Titleist bag with the PGA logo. So yeah, I definitely got it all taken care of. I, I was, um, I was extremely excited to uh, be able to get that email just to say that I've passed all of my tests and, you know, now you're a member of the, uh, professional golfers association. So, uh, I'm excited and I'm pumped to see what's, uh, what's in store. So tell me, why, why do some, you know what, I've had instructors on here that feel like they don't need that PGA behind their name, and then some do, and some have been in the program that have kind of been spurred, or they've been on the inside, and they've seen how uh, some like it, some don't, you know, so what would you say maybe are the pros and cons that, that some people see or don't see, or, you know, that don't see the benefits or, or, or the benefits of, of being a PGA instructor? Yeah, you know, the, the way that I look at it, you know, right, I, I'm 26. So, you know, for me, I, I think I'm pretty young to be in the golf business itself. Um, you know, I, I definitely have seen an increase in people having success without having the PGA credentials. Um, you know, for me, it, it kind of, and I would probably say that's more of your teachers um, that probably don't have you know, the PGA certification side of things um, that I've kind of seen more often at the moment. Um, but most of your assistants, they're definitely going to get into the program. Your head pro, your director of golf, those guys are going to be, um, you know, 99% of them are going to be PGA certified. Um, you know, I, I will say probably 30 years ago, um, you didn't have many guys that were having success, right? you know, golfers wanted to take a lesson from someone who was a, a PGA golf professional and, um, or, you know, they wanted a director of golf to be a PGA golf professional. It was kind of a, you either had it or you didn't. And if you had it, you could probably be successful in the business. And if you didn't have it, it would be extremely tough for you to get maybe far in the business because you didn't have that certification. And, um, you know, I, I think that, there's all good things that can be from any of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, for me, it was important to be able to get my PGA certification. Um, I'm not a college graduate and I decided to opt out. I didn't go to college. 
I wanted to get right into the business and get my hands dirty and kind of get some reps in. And, um, you know, so for me, that was, that wasn't the important part. You know, I wanted to be able to show my future employers that, you know, I can go through the program, you know, be certified as a PGA golf pro and, uh, you know, gain knowledge from all areas. But then also too, I wanted to make sure that I really got some reps in, you know, I didn't want to, talk about it in a classroom. I wanted to live it and do it and feel it and all those different kinds of things. And so um, you can go through a, a professional golf management um, course, you know, in college um, here in Texas, they have Sam Houston state. They're going to be adding to a UIW university of incarnate word here in San Antonio. And um, you know, you could do it through college Um you know, but I opted out and I wanted to do it there at the facility on property. So, you know, that makes a lot of sense. All right. I, I totally see that side. And I think you're right, for, especially from the instructors that I've had on the show, that they don't feel that necessity to have that PGA or that, you know, PGA credential. That makes total sense when you say it's more of those teachers, more of the instructors. And, and I do see that. But now, yeah. as, as, you, as you explain it to me about people who are maybe like, are running the program, running the shop, running the whole facilities. That makes sense yeah. as to why mm -hmm. you need uh, you need the, the course management or you need that instruction. You need that yeah. cert, and that like that like that totally makes sense. And that's why that's why I love having guys like you on the show because you're able to to break it down for you know people that are outside of the game of golf. <laughs> no, yeah, of course, you know, and um, you know the golf business is evolving, and you know for myself. I'm going to say a lot of my peers are probably, probably 32, 34, 36, you know, they're, they're, they're about six to eight years older than I am. And then also too, you got a big chunk of guys that are 45 to 60, you know, they're the directors of golf at these, you know, big private clubs or head golf professionals at these great clubs. And so, you know, I, I think I'm going to, I think the golf business itself or even myself, I'm going to see a change in the golf business as things kind of, you know, progress over the next 10, 15 or 20 years. Well, right here, I got a nice little, I got a, I got a good, uh, I got a good little shot of you right there. Uh, what does teaching mean to you? Because I know you've done, you do some great things. You host some great tournaments. Uh, you do a lot of great work in junior golf and, what does teaching the the youth mean to you? You know, I always thought about, you know, teaching kids. And, you know, for me, I started playing golf when I was three years old. And so, you know, getting to the golf course, getting my couple clubs out, walking over to the range. You know, I, I remember those things. And I remember spending time with my dad. I remember my mom driving the cart. And so I just remember you know, how much happiness that brought to my life, but also to what kind of family time that we ended up having together. And so, you know, that was an, another reason why I wanted to go, you know, kind of from the hotel side of golf into more of the private clubs is because I wanted to build relationships with people. And so, you know, be, being at a private club, that really helped me out as far as, you know, spending time, junior camps, junior clinics, women's clinics. And so, that just gave me a chance to to really connect with everybody. But I mean, Andy, I'm a kid at heart, you know what I'm saying? So being able to spend time with the kids and, um, you know, give them a fist pump when they come in, or if I hear about, you know, their first par, their first birdie, 
you know, those kinds of things. I mean, th that just kind of brings happiness, you know, to my life in a sense, because I know what it was like to have my first birdie and my first par. You know, I had a, I had a student of mine, her name's Etta, and she's a, a junior golfer. She was actually probably one of the first junior lessons I ever had. And uh, she was seven or eight years old. This was when I was working over in Houston. And um, now she's 13, I think, or 14. And uh, she beat her dad for the first time just the other day on Father's Day. <laughs> on Father's Day of all days, she took but, him but, down. But dude, that's not, that's not, that's, I mean, it's crazy. That's not cool. Crazy. She's supposed to let her dad win. Come on, any other day. <laughs> no, you know, I, I still remember to this day, the very first uh, time that I beat my dad, uh, we were playing at a course up in Colorado. And uh, I remember him, I remember him missing a putt on 18 green to lose by one shot. And I'll never forget, I ran off the green, you know, screaming and hollering. And I was, I, was, I don't know, 11, 12. You know, it was just, I finally beat my dad. And so, you know, being able to, to hear some of these great stories from the junior golfers, I mean, it's just awesome. You know, I got some kids that are, you know, teeing up in some Southern Texas PGA events and, um, you know, playing in the city championships here in San Antonio. So, I mean, it's just, it's just cool to be able to relate because I was once their age. Um, but then also too, I, I know what it's like to, to have the struggles I know what it's like to make that triple bogey, you know, on the first hole. I know what it's like to, you know, pump it out of bounds twice. And so, you know, I've got a chance to be able to relate to all these kids and, and be able to kind of just have like that kid-like spirit, you know, because that's, that's just kind of who I am. Now, as, as we talk about family, as, as we talk about family and, you know, we talk about, you know, your PGA, uh, what has really been a big part of your motivation as to really kind of climb up, climb up, you know, the ladder, the, the, I say not corporate ladder, but climb up the ladder in the game of golf, you know, cause it seems like I, I know you have a strong family. I, I just, I was looking at some of your pictures that I was jealous of. I was looking at it that, that said Ohana. And I said, man, he's at a luau, yeah. he's in Cali. And I'm like, man, you know, it, it looks like, that looks like the, you know, it, that, that your Ohana is like a big, a big part of your life. And it seems like, it's it it seems like it's kind of played into the type of person you are and also just yeah. you know the great work you're doing yeah you know and um you know these last few months i've definitely been a little bit trying um you know if you kind of keep up with me on social media or those kinds of things um i ended up losing my mom a couple of weeks ago um you know so it's just been um you know definitely different the last month um, you know, I got to spend some time with my mom, uh, back in, um, I ended up leaving ocean reef and going over there, um, in March and April and getting to spend two months with her. And, you know, for me, it was, it was a nice time to be able to enjoy her and really spend that time with my family. And so, you know, my mom's always been, you know, my real big motivator and she's always told me, you know, you can you can do whatever you want in life and she can, um, you know, keep me on track. She can keep me motivated. And, you know, she just really kept me grounded. And, you know, I think that was, you know, a big part of my motivation because, you know, I had such a great cheerleader that's by my side, you know, I'm going to continue to have her here in spirit with me, but, um, you know, my mom told me I can do amazing things and I believe her. 
Well, I'm going to tell you, I, I know you're doing some, some great and, and, and amazing things. I know that, you know, I, I truly, I truly feel like that's why, uh, you know, it, you've been in people's lives and I feel like, you know, it has like, like we've, we've crossed paths because you know what, I've needed some of that motivation and, you know, I, and I'm very sorry for your loss because uh, I know I, I lost my, I lost my mother about nine years ago and uh, I named my, I named my youngest daughter after her and it, you know what, your mother is your biggest cheerleader. You do. And you know what, the way I always look at things and I know like I've never, I've never met your mother. I've never met your family, but you know what, I know through the way you treat people and how you act and how you go about your business and go about your life. That's how I know, you know, your mom was a great person because of how, you know, how positive you are, how, uh, how the kindness you show to a lot of people, the kindness you show to somebody who just reached out to you and said, hey, I love what you do. I'd love to have you on the show. And so I know the type of person your mom was just through your actions. Well, you know what? I really do appreciate that. And, um, you know, it's definitely just kind of like a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a trying time in a sense. And, um, you know, my mom always wanted her family to be strong. And, you know, we had our service just a few days ago. And, you know, that's where you saw that that beautiful Ohana sign and Ohana means family and in, in Hawaiian. And, um, you know, it was a beautiful service. And, you know, I was really happy to, to have all of my, uh, all of my siblings, you know, really pulled together for for a great service. But, you know, it was my mom that really gave us that that strength and, you know, being able to kind of overcome some of those barriers or, you know, get outside of our comfort zone or challenge ourselves. Um, you know, but, but, but my mom, you know, really instilled all of that in, uh, in, in all of her kids. And so, you know, that's where it, it, uh, it definitely makes an impact, you know, now, and it, it's going to make an impact for the rest of my life. That's beautiful, man. I love how uh, in looking at your your posts and stuff like that in your family, it just y- y'all stated it, it was it was it seemed like it was truly a life celebration. And I think yes, yes, yeah, it was. And I think sometimes I, I think we kind of lose sight of that. And I think uh, it's awesome. It's awesome when you celebrate, you know, a loved one. And because at the, at the end of the day, you know what? Hey, some somewhere down the line, you're gonna you're going to be, you're going to meet them again. You're going to see them again. And I think yeah. that's the most important yeah, thing. Is right. You, you really want to celebrate the, you know, the good times and the bad times, you know, and those relationships, like you, like you stated, I think that's what makes you good at what you do. And is because of the relationships that you've been able to build with people. And um, I know you're going to continue to do good things, especially with having that uh, that Richie Rubio right there. I see it right here on the screen. Is that PGA? I was like, I noticed. I was like, you didn't have that last time, you know. So, so with, yeah, no, with didn't all, have that last time. <laughs> so, with, with all the trials and tribulations, with the tough times and the good times, what's next for Richie Rubio PGA? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, I definitely think over the last few months, you know, just with you know the 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 things that were happening with my mom and um you know her passing away you know it kind of makes you think about life a little bit differently you know what do you want to do with your life where do you want to go um you know one thing that i do know that i really want to do in my life is influence people you know and whether that's 
the junior golfers or a new beginner golfer or maybe some of my friends or my coworkers or, um, you know, things like that. I want to be able to, uh, to inspire people because I think being able to spend time with people, get to know them, motivate them, you know, help them stand up when they're having a difficult time. You know, that was something that my mom did, you know, and she did a wonderful job of that. And everybody was her friend. And, you know, I, I want to be able to have that same thing. I, I want all of my, uh, I want all people around me to be my friend and I want to be a good person and, uh, you know, really help people be successful and, and, and to be happy and to laugh. You know, I think, I think that's something that we forget about is to be happy and, and to laugh. Well, I, and speaking with you before we got on, uh, we really, really, I really shared with you that why I do this show and how, you know what, I could just dog a lot of people and talk a lot of shit. I said, but you know what, I, I really want to talk about the positives that are out there, you know, especially in the game of golf and how much it is a binder. Because look, it, it, it brought somebody like you into my life. And that's one thing that really, that really like drew me towards you is because of the positivity that you are constantly sharing. And I said, in, in a troubled time right now, in our country, in our in our world, with how much you know, so much shit is out there. And you know what? It's hard for me because I'm I'm naturally and normally like a negative person. I've always continually looked at the glass being half half uh, half empty, you know. And yeah, now sure. you know, and now like I'm starting to really change. You know, hey, th this COVID time is really I I've really gained a great appreciation for my family for the little things. The little D, you know what? I was like, you know what? Hey, the, the sun is brighter, but you know what? It's so much. It's so much greater to be outside. I've enjoyed the outdoors so much more. The grass is greener. Yeah. Uh, you know, playing around a golf. You know, it sh shanking my seven iron into the water. You know what? I, I I've been <laughs> able to take it a lot easier. You know, but it, I think yeah, you are influencing people in that positive way. And I know there's one thing that you do for yourself that helps you motivate you at times when you might be down? What is that one little thing that you have that kind of clicks that switch on for you? Yeah. So um, there's a member here at uh, San Antonio country club that I got to know. And uh, he's just been a great mentor of mine. He's a member. He comes out and plays, you know, Saturday and Sunday morning. He's the first of that guy that goes out, but um, he gave me a coin and on this coin, it says attitude is everything. And so I carry this coin with me in my pocket, actually. Um, you know, when I'm playing golf, um, I, I use it as a ball marker. And so I consistently carry this coin with me. And, you know, if I'm having a tough time or, you know, not a very good day, you know, I tend to pull this coin out and, you know, I just give it a couple flips. You know, I land it right here on top of my hand. But, you know, I just, it's just a reminder for me that, you know, hey, everything is going to be all right. You know, it's all about having a good attitude. And, you know, when you go home at the end of the day, regardless if you're working or spending time with your friends or family, you know, but at the end of the day, when you're laying, you know, your head down on your pillow, you got to be happy with yourself. And um, I think this coin, you know, really helps me, helps me do that. Well, I, I really like, I really like how you have that one thing because I did, I texted you a while back. I said, how do you stay motivated? And, and I, and I like it because you, you're quoting, uh, I don't know if it's Tupac, I think, or Biggie, I think you're quoting somebody. And I was like, this, I was like, I was like, damn, I was yeah. like, that's what, that's why Richie's my dog. Yeah. 
was like, man. Was yeah, like, no, it was a, uh, it was uh it was Tupac, two Biggie Smalls, and he said, in order to change the world, we must first change ourselves. And so, you know, I've always kind of liked that quote. You know, I think as a person, as you go through life and your trials and your ups and downs and those kinds of things, you know, people become different as you as you grow up. And so, you know, if you want to make an impact, if you want to influence people, if you want to make a difference, you know, sometimes you got to look in the mirror first and, and, and really take a look at what kind of person you are if you want to be able to do those kinds of things. Well, I'm going to tell you, Richie, uh, you are influ influencing others, you know, just like me, just through your little post. It, it's a little thing that's gone a long way, especially with my life. Uh, I'm, I'm so thankful that that uh, that I've had you on the show. I'm so glad that you've been on a second time. And uh, I'm so thankful that, you know what, you are. You're putting some great positive things out there. And I know, you know, like, look, it just, just it. Yeah, I was able to go and grab some of that right there, you know, and I know you're, yeah, you're doing it. I know you're doing well, it for your, I know you're doing it for your students and for all those around you. And thanks so much for being on the show tonight, man. And and I wish you well. And uh, congratulations once again, man, on that PGA, man. I know you worked really hard for it. Thank you, man. I know you're going to do some great things. Yeah, thank you very much, Andy. You know, it's always a pleasure to be on. And hopefully I'll be on for a third, a fourth, and a fifth time, you know, as kind of things oh, kind of progress. And, uh, you're definitely, you're always and, welcome. Uh, you know, you and I will, uh, yeah, maybe our next, uh, maybe our next show is going to have to be like a little recap on our, on our first round of golf together. You know, we can kind of go through a hole by hole in our match and kind of, uh, you know, explain it to the viewers on what kind of situations we got caught up in. <laughs> there you go, brother. If you wouldn't mind staying on as I wrap it up, man, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. You got it. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for Richie for, for being on the show tonight. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please visit my website, www.nothingobgolf.com. You can hit me up on different forms of social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Nothing is OB is my handle. Also, please check out my YouTube channel, Nothing is OB South Texas Golf Podcast. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. Please click the subscribe button. You can leave a comment, rate, and review. It's how it helps me grow the podcast. I truly thank you for all your support. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is obese.